Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 51 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? Not much, my man, Big Gingy. How are you doing? Gingy. I am big and I'm gingy, so I'm doing great. (laughs) When's the last time you went to the beach? For those of us, again, who can't go to Uh, the beach. Last time I went to the beach, three, two and a half months ago. Come on. For beach baptism. I drive by the beach all the time. Man, I wish I no, could drive I, by no, the beach. No, about a month ago, I had lunch on the beach. I forgot about that. Nice. Did you get sand in your toes? No, but like there's this restaurant and it's literally like 18 inches to my right and there's like sand to the beach. Holy moly. Yeah. That sounds Shuckers. incredible. What's called what? Shuckers. Wow. Do they have corn? Hmm. I don't know. They have, they have some good uh, fish though. Really? Like Reuben. Yeah, nice. it's fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, man. Very it's still it's still like okay, here you ready for your worship props weather report? It is still like ninety degrees here. So Good night. We're in the a season in Indiana where in the morning it's in the thirties and in the oh. afternoons it's in the upper sixties. Oh. So it is impossible to dress for. <laughs> Sounds very frenetic. Yeah, you gotta be in late layers. Yeah. It it it's like a, a day with my wife. Some days she's hot, some days she's cold. You just never know. Lori, I love you every day. <laughs> I love her. She knows I love her every day. <laughs> I just didn't know if I could stoke that fire from you not reacting, you know, as strongly as I did. Well, the, the one time that, yeah, when you did encourage her, I didn't, I didn't apparently do <laughs> with, with the same gusto. So. <laughs> oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. So can I say a word about planning center online? I was just going to say, can you please tell everyone about planning center online? I mean, you guys, Planning Center Online is a game changer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Planning Center has software tools to help you check people in for events and classes. You can receive, process, and track donations. You, you can organize small groups and take attendance. You can centralize everything you need to gain insight into your church members. You can take online event signups and payments track and approve how and when facilities and resources are used. You can schedule volunteers in any ministry, plan services, and equip your worship team. You can explore and give any planning center application a try with a free 30-day trial. Learn more at planning.center. Dude, I'm telling you, like one of my favorite things is the registrations right now. So I was using it for the, I do this thing called rooted uh, at the church that I lead. And so like at the beginning, it's a $25 fee. So they go on, they pay everything online. And here's the cool part. There was a couple people like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to come. I never picked up my rooted materials. Is there any way I can get a refund? All I do log in, click the refund button. Boom. All that money goes back to them and everything's done. Wow. So, you know, my game has been changed. And, And here's the deal. Planning center, they're, they're like, it's like the efficiency of a well oiled machine that is all about efficiency. Yeah. I mean, basically 100%. It's, it's just like me. 
Uh, it, it is absolutely like no, you. Not even close. A well-oiled machine of efficiency would never be what anybody would ever say of me. <laughs> hey, Brian, do you want to take a second to and talk about another partner that we have right now with uh, Five Words Media? I do. And you guys, this is incredible. You've probably seen, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, and if you don't, why not? Yeah. At Worship Leader Props. Follow us on Instagram. So we've got this partner, Five Words Media. They're, they're uh, an AV company in Arizona, and they're believers. The guy just wants to give back, and so they are giving away. You know, you've heard me say this word before, gratis. Whoa. An audio, visual, and lighting system valued up to $200,000. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. Say that one more time. Up to $200,000? Up to $200,000. We're not talking about like a couple of flashlights and some cans with some yarn in between. <laughs> we're talking about like legit. Okay. Wow. So if you go to our Instagram, click on the link in our bio. Scroll down until you see free church AV. Click on that and enter the contest. That's really what you have to do. You fill out a form. Uh, they want to see a little video overview of your church, and um, they're going to make the selections, I believe, in December. Wow. So we've done a couple of uh, Instagram lives with uh, the owner of Five Words Media. His name is Daniel Gorley. Nice. Really good dude. And by the way, he's got a cannon. I heard him singing this is really? the, this is the moment from Jekyll and Hyde the Broadway musical. Uh he put it on his Instagram this week. Dude can sing, man. Let's go. It's like, like when pick a lane, like, buddy. Jeez. Yeah, like leave some Aaron space from for planning the rest center. Yeah. When Aaron from planning center shocked the world with his piano playing. And by the way, he can sing too, man. It's like you guys yeah. you guys leave some room for the to, rest of yeah. us. We just thought all he knew how to do was schedule people. We didn't know he actually could be scheduled. <laughs> So hey, give a give a give a shout to uh, Five Words Media. You can find the link in our bio on Instagram. And um, this is you got to be in it to win it, folks. You got to be in it to win it. And this is this starts with looking at your space, CAD drawings, all that stuff, all the way through installation and training your volunteers. That's right. And if you go to Five Words Media and check out their Instagram, you can see a bunch of their work. Man, they're just they're killing it for the kingdom. Right. Blessed by the best. Well, you know, you know who else is like legitimately killing it for the kingdom? <laughs> have you listened to Kanye West's album? I have. <laughs> I have. And I, I will say, I got to be straight up. It's my first Kanye album. Really? I didn't own any others. Okay. That's and uh, I have listened to it. I, I, you know, many of us have been pr praying for a revival in the United States of America for a really long time. What if God is doing that through Kanye West? But if he is, man, I mean, that is right? just because here's the thing. Like, look, I'm, I'm being transparent. I don't know that I love every song that I've heard on the album, you know, but here's what I do know. Dude is out there and loving it. You know what I'm saying? He is, like man. he is. He is putting it all on the line. And honestly, man, it's, it's convicting to me because am I, like I sit back and go, am I putting it all on the line? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's risk, risking everything to do something like that, but it just seems like he don't care. He's just worried about getting people saved for Jesus. Absolutely. And here's the deal. When was the last time you listened to an album and you did love every song? Um, pretty much anything by Chris McClarney. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes without saying. I'm kind of a homer though when it comes to Chris McClarney. <laughs> but like, it's no. Hey, are you closed on Sunday? 
You're my Chick Fil A. You're my Chick Fil A. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so good for go him, man. Good on him. Hey, and if any of you out there are friends with Kanye West and you want to have him on our podcast, just let us know. We'll reach out to him. We will make it happen. Oh, 100%. So, dude, guess what we have this week? What? We have a special segment that we can bring back because it's been a while that we like to call our MVPs. So as you know, if you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time, we are all about entertaining, encouraging, and equipping worship and tech leaders all through this world. And so one of the things we really was on our hearts at the beginning of this thing uh, were to find some MVPs. And what we mean by MVPs are just uh, having you guys, the listeners of the Worship Leader Props podcast, sending in to us the people who are just killing it for the kingdom. I'm going to have to... That might have to become a thing. That's a hashtag like that. right there. It's fun to sing. Um, <laughs> who are just doing a really good job serving the Lord in your churches. And we want to take a moment and just shine a spotlight on them. Um, and so, uh, you know, again, we just, uh, we care so much about you guys and we're so proud of you every, every, every week in and out and just getting there early and just doing a, such a good job for the Lord. And so, uh, Brian, who are we recognizing this week as our worship leader probs MVPs? We've got two of them. Uh, the first one, her name is Gabrielle Green. And she is the worship arts pastor at Highland Park Christian Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and her, her nomination is anonymous. Oh, very mysterious. Um, okay. Gabrielle, she has a heart for worship, specifically multi-generational worship. Uh, she loves the Lord and loves people so well. Uh, recently, she has been leading her church uh, with original worship songs. Uh, she's an amazing leader and loves her congregation. She is the best. That's so cool. Thank you so much for serving. Absolutely. Thank you, Gabrielle. Um, okay. The next one, Jason Wariga. What? Jason Wariga. Yes. W-A-R-Y-G-A. I apologize. <laughs> I think, dude, that's pretty dang close. It's got to be. Occasionally, I, I, like, I met a guy at, uh, at Experience Conference, and he told yeah. me we, we got it right. Yeah, you nailed it. Chidia. So, Chidia. Yeah, Chidia. So, this is Jason Wariga. Um, he is, uh, the, he plays electric guitar at Crossing Community Church. Uh, Jason is a faithful servant of our church. He is a father of two and husband, uh, gives time and talents to the church worship team. Uh, he puts in more hours of practice than anyone that I know on our team. He's uh, also so encouraging to everyone uh, every Sunday, whether he is on or not, um, which is, I love to hear that. Uh, he goes out wow. of his way to give encouraging words to all our musicians. And uh, he's probably the most gifted and humble electric guitarist that I have had the privilege to play with. And he truly blesses our church. He has made me a better musician and his sole focus is to glorify God in all he does. He truly is our MVP here at Crossing Community Church. And that comes from Jared Kane. So we've got Gabrielle Green and we have Jason Wariga. That's awesome. Guys. We salute we you. We salute you. Dude, I love that idea of like encouraging, um, even when he's not on. So like I, I lead our production meetings for Church Coast Community Church. And like every week, like I run through the planning center map and then I share some sort of a thought that maybe the Lord's given me throughout the week. And I always end with like, hey, guys, 
get out there, shake hands, love on people, meet people because you don't know the impact you're making. And so like, I gotta, I gotta brag on the worship leader at my church a little bit. Uh, his name is Andy Curtis and uh, he's been doing this a long time. He was on, on tour for forever and then kind of came off tour seven years ago and ends up uh, leading worship in this church. And he's been at this church for seven years. And uh, I mean, he just came when there was just this vision in the senior pastor's heart and the church has exploded since he's come and stuff like that. So it's been super cool, but like, this is what I'm talking about. So uh, last week, uh, Church Coast Community Church, TC3, we got an opportunity to open for Jordan Felice. Uh, for a concert. And so like we took our own gear and we showed up and uh, we did a sound check and we're hanging out, you know, and, and, and just, I'm watching Andy walking around. He's like going up to people at this, another church. Hey man, thanks so much for serving today. Thanks for being a part. And people are like, who is this guy? So like we get done with all of that kind of stuff and we're, we're having a meeting with the band uh, in the green room, be like before everything's going. And so I happen to be one, like one of the first ones up there. So Andy shows up and now he's got a show clothes on. And he's sweating and he's kind of out of breath. And I'm like, Andy, what, what are you doing? And he goes, man, I was walking over here for this meeting and I saw this young kid throwing a football with his grandpa and he was kind of trying to help him a little bit. And Andy's like, you know, I, I was a quarterback in high school and college. And so I, and I, so I stopped and I was just throwing the football with him and I was working on his hips and how he throws the ball and this and that. And he goes, I was walking away after it. And, and somebody goes, Hey man, wh- why are you here? And he's like, Oh, I'm with one of the bands that are leading. And he said he just watched the two people's mouths just drop open. Because how often is the worship team out and about? How often, if you go to a concert, are you just out throwing a football with somebody who's up on stage? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you guys don't have any clue the impact it'll make if you go out and let's say you're a lead guitar player for a weekend. And all of a sudden, like, you were out shaking a hand, introducing yourself. So, hey, we're so glad you're here. Welcome to whatever church it is. And all of a sudden, you're up on stage playing electric guitar. Some of those interactions can make more of an impact in lives and for the kingdom than any of the time you spend up on stage. Right. Any, more than any note that That's you right. sing or play. That's awesome. Let's make so, Andy our third MVP. We salute you. The trifecta. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, guys, if you would like us to recognize your MVPs here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the MVP tab and you can fill out the form there. We have simplified the form to make it a little bit easier for you to be able to fill that thing out and to understand what we're looking for. And so uh, we are just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. Get on there and fill that thing out. Just do it. I don't know what you're waiting on. Fill that thing out. All right. Well, Mr. Brian Tabor, a.k.a. Big Tasty. You ready to get into... Our prayer concerns. Every week on the Worship Leader Props Podcast, you, the fans of the Worship Leader Props Podcast, I just said Worship Leader Props Podcast a lot in three sentences, but you, the listeners of our podcast, you like to go in and you'll go to our website, www.worshipleaderprops.com, and you will fill out our prayer concerns portion. And all prayer concerns are, are all of the complaints, the Negative things that people like to put on your welcome card, your connection card, in the little place that you have that says, how can we pray for you? And so this has become a fan favorite of uh, each episode. And so, Brian, what do, we, what do we got this week? All right. Let's dive right in. Oh, I'm ready to dive in. Prayer concern number one. You guys are too contemporary. You should play more like Leonard Skinner or Chicago. <laughs> Don't stop. 
believe in. I guess that would kind of work. Because it's journey, but that could work. What would you do for Saturday in the park? There you go. If your you pastor need to come goes to long, church you, on Sunday. If your pastor goes long, you could play. Does anybody really know what time it is? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could well done you could well done maybe on your last week <laughs> you got me shook right now i love it okay here's number two okay if the worship band don't turn the volume down i'm withdrawing my free will offering oh gosh <laughs> oh yeah there you go turn down for what my free will off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Number three, I'm a female worship leader. And a few years ago, I was on a worship, I was a worship intern at our church. One Sunday, I was going to make a, just a one-time change and add a little extra time to communion so that the congregation could pray together in their rows. The older gentleman in charge of communion got upset with this change, stating that the men serving couldn't hold the trays for an extended amount of time in the back while everyone prayed because, quote, those things are really heavy. <laughs> Fast forward a few weeks and my parents came to visit and watch me lead. And of course, this gentleman was greeting. When they told him they were my parents, he said, yeah, we had some issues with her, but we got it taken care of. <laughs> Yikes. Those trays are heavy, man. Yikes. All right, number four. A member of our congregation told our worship leader, I'm going to get you a metronome for your birthday because you need to learn how to play something fast. That set was so slow. <laughs> metronome. Come on, fam. <laughs> number five. A church member said, you move a lot on stage. My thought, um, I'm a bass player. How much can I actually move? I just smiled and said, thank you. I like to worship with all I have. <laughs> That's a great response. While he's slapping the bass. <laughs> okay. There, there's a dude on um, YouTube. I forget his name. And, and he's like a bass player. And he does all these weird, funny videos. He's like Italian. And he's always, he's like, slap a like if you like me when I slap at the bass. Like, <laughs> so it's pretty darn funny. I mentioned that on Instagram this week and somebody made a comment that said, stop saying slap at the bass. That's been overdone. And so I replied to him and I said, well, feel free not to slap a then. <laughs> you know, big tasty gets a little salty every now and then. Um, where, okay, sorry. Slapping bases. Yeah. Number six, a brother came up to me and said, it's always a good choice to come to church. You never know how you'll be blessed. It may be a lyric you sing, even if it is slightly off key. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. A little backhanded. All right. Number seven, this past Sunday, a couple showed up to church in Civil War costumes. <laughs> A lady was in a big hoop skirt and a man in a Confederate uniform. Oh, my, no. During the music, they both came all the way down to the front of the stage to worship. Now, I grew up Pentecostal and in the South, so I have seen many things. But this was definitely a first, and I now live in Wisconsin. Oh, my goodness. All I can think of is glory, glory, hallelujah. 
Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. All right, number eight, the last one in the bottom of the pudding cup. I was getting ready to sound check when an older lady comes up and says, Do you know any Southern gospel? I told her I knew a few, but not a lot. She replied, Well, you should learn some so we can really praise. You know, something like your cheating heart or Beulah land. <laughs> Yo, cheating heart. Or Beulah land. How's Beulah land go? Beulah land. I'm long for you. It's about heaven, I think. You know. I've never heard heaven yeah, called Beulah land. Okay. Squire Parsons is the writer of Beulah Land. Really? Yeah. It's just, I think there's something sometimes about hymns. Like, uh, I got to be careful because I don't want to make anybody mad. But like, I get hymnity and I get all that. Like, but there's some that like when people hear them, they like if a new person came in, like I love the song. um, Oh, uh, there is a fountain. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. Mm -hmm. But if I was, if it was my first time coming to church and I were to sit down and I start singing verse one, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. I would literally sit there and go, where am I right now? You know what I mean? They're a little dark. Some of them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Your cheating heart. (laughs) You know, we do this thing every Sunday where we ask people to share their set list. We do that on Instagram and Facebook. And I have not a single time seen your cheating heart (laughs) on anyone's (laughs) list. I mean. Rather shocking. It's Yeah, that's crazy. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Again, if you'd like us to read yours, all you got to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and click on the prayer concerns tab. And there's just a quick little field that you can fill out with just the concern itself. We don't need to know your name. We don't need to know your church's name. We'll keep it 100% anonymous. So, again, thank you for being part of the podcast. You know what? We're going to keep it on the DL. We're going to keep your name on the DL. I have not heard that in a long time. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, let's get into our last segment of the podcast before we get into part one of our interview with Lucia Parker. And we call this section Sliding into the DMs. Guys, we're And you guys know that. Each week we tell you about it. Um, and so we get tons of questions that come into our Instagram account of anything from, hey, how do you pick a song to how would you deal with this kind of a situation at the church to what kind of lights should I buy for my sanctuary? And so um, we like to take some of those questions that we want to kind of expound on just a, a little bit deeper. We like to bring them here to the podcast. And so Big Tasty, what are we chatting about yeah, today? Yeah, keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. Yes. So we're going to, okay, we're going to talk about Christmas. Okay. We're going to talk about what we're doing and how we got, how we arrived excuse me, at that plan. What are yeah. we doing and how we got there? Um, I can go first if you want me to, yeah. or you can go first. I, I think, you know, with your years of experience <laughs> and well, the glorious nature of what your Christmas events are at MPCC oh, Lord help us. and the tens of thousands of people who have seen them over the years. 
So I'm going to tell you this, okay? I, if you've followed the Instagram for any length of time, and we've talked about it on the podcast, I'm sure we talked about this last December. I Christmas is not my favorite. Okay, it is not the base. It, it is not my favorite. I love Jesus uh, with all my heart. I've committed my life to serving Him and His bride, the church. But Christmas is not my favorite season of the year. We do not decorate our house for Christmas because the just the demands of Christmas on people who do what I do and do what you do and all of our listeners do, the demands are just so much more than our congregations can even comprehend. So um, we uh, at our church, we have traditionally done like a, like a big weekend, like a big music Christmas celebration kind of thing in our services. And typically we add uh, three or four extra services um, and we, uh, our pastor preaches an abbreviated mess and we message, we have a, a children's choir of about 180 kids who sing on that weekend every year. Well, the, our part of this, the city that we're in is getting, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but they're, we're getting a sewer, uh, upgrade. And so the roads around our church are ridiculously under construction. And it's going to be getting oh, wow. worse. It's going to be getting worse. Uh, so we are not doing the big weekend this year. We are spreading that weekend kind of over the whole month. Nice. So my pastor uh, uh, has had an idea. Uh, we're doing a series called Vintage Christmas. And in our context, what that's going to mean is uh, like songs or special elements from over the years. So I've this will be my, I think my 11th. Christmas or 10th Christmas, something like that at Mount Pleasant. And so we're going to go back over those 10 years and we're going to find those special elements and songs that were uh, particularly meaningful. I mean, obviously we hope it was all meaningful, but there are some things always that, you know, stand out. And so we're going to kind of sprinkle those uh, over the course of the month of December. Um, As always at Christmas time, I am giving thanks to God above for Paul Balash and Christmas yeah. worship, the two Christmas worship CDs that Uncle Paul recorded. Holy oh, yeah. moly. What a, what a godsend. And so, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. And then we'll do, uh, four Christmas Eve services, um, sometime between like the 23rd and 24th. Yeah. Um, and those will be a little more, uh, traditional, like candles and carols. Like we yeah. don't, we don't mess with the carols that night. We, it's pretty, um, like piano, acoustic guitar, strings, um, and we'll do some, you know, some special music. We'll sing the carols just as they were written. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, cloud of dust to our families, man. Chris, okay, straight up, Christmas is the one service like season of the year that wakes me up in the middle of the night sometimes. Well, I mean, there's so much expectation that goes into it. There is. And I would rather do 10 Easter's than to oh, do a yeah. Christmas because oh, Easter, yeah. Easter kind of brings its own, uh, drama, you know, like yeah. the, the story of the cross is dramatic and, um, you know, Christmas is just different in that way. It certainly yeah. it was, it was without Christmas. You don't have Easter. Don't at me. I got it. I got this locked down. I, I it just, after this many years, Christmas is yeah. a challenge for me. Well, and I mean, I, I know, 
where I've come from and stuff like that, like Christmas is always the one that has all the extra rehearsals. Crystal Christmas is the one where there's extra elements and you're renting an equipment. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just always, it's always crazy at Christmas time, mm-hmm. you know? So like it, I mean, what is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year ends up becoming the most stressful time of the year. It is. And it's so stressful. And you know, if when you're building your, your set list, you know, you know, your you know, your congregation, you've heard us talk about this before, like worship leader, one of the one-on-one level, know your congregation. Yeah. Um, and so like what works at my place may not work at your place. And so while it is helpful, I'm sure to look at uh, this, what other people are doing, it can always spur creative thought and ideas uh, on yeah. your, for your own uh, church. But yeah, you know, my place is different than your place. So, yeah. And, and it's, you know, um, I worked with a guy who always was to say like, eat the meat and leave the bones. So like what we, <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. it makes sense. You know it what does. I mean? Like, so what we did is we are getting, we are late getting into Christmas planning and we know it, but we're not doing anything special. This is just the Christmas Eve service will be special. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do three or four services. I don't, we haven't, we're still trying to figure out how many people will show up with the new building and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so we'll, we'll I know we'll do a minimum of three services. And so like, we were looking for inspiration because they had fallen into a pattern of seven years where it's like kind of like a variety show. You know what I mean? Like different elements that are special, blah, blah, blah. And so they were just like, all right, let's kind of, let's throw what we do to the side for a minute. And so we jumped on YouTube and we watched action church uh, in, in Orlando. We watched central church. We'd see what they did for Christmas. We watched life church and we watched church of the highlands. Not because we're going to do what they did, but because we're going to just, all right, is there something that they did in a way that would, then we could take and then go, I like the idea, but if we did it this way, it would make more sense for our people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we, we landed on a couple ideas. And so kind of this year, our plan is to take Luke two and uh, work with some script writers and kind of write almost like a, a short story based out of Luke two. And then there'll be like, you'll kind of, so picture like legitimately like, a, a narrator on stage, you know, at a podium and they're kind of reading a story and then the lights go down on him. And then maybe we've got a little stage set up in the center of the room and there's like a little string trio and they're going to play a Christmas hymn. Or maybe, you know, like we talked about, it'd be really cool like to do born as the King from the Hillsong album oh, yeah. and like team. March the children's ministry in like, and they're like coming down the halls and they got like streamers, they're shady, like, and get the lights flashing, like this big, like opener moment. It's a great um, song. So yeah. Yeah. So like just trying to figure out some ways. Cause like, ugh, I know this is going to sound icky when I say this, but like a little bit when it comes to services like that, there is a little bit of an entertainment factor to mm-hmm. them. You well, know you got I'm a saying? lot of guests like, on, you got to, you have to give them something to help them kind of disarm and okay, exactly no one's going to attack me i'm in a, i'm in this strange building with all these new people yeah and yeah. we're asking them to do stuff like hey sing how you know people aren't just singing with other people all the time we're asking <laughs> them to do things that could get, take them super out of their comfort zone and yeah. so there's a part of it that's like man we're just here to remember and celebrate mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i think it's 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 a little bit different than like a worship service there there look there's worship that's going to be happening there is but there's like this also this idea of like hey let's Let's make this an enjoyable experience for everybody mm-hmm. that's coming. And so like, but it will all culminate in our senior pastor getting up and straight up laying out the gospel message and giving people a chance to be able to um, surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the whole reason for, for all of it. And so you might say that's the reason for the season. I mean, one could say that. 
with with with, with uh, full authority, they can say it is the reason for the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, my fear for us is because we're late in the game. And, you know, some of the cooler ideas that we've got. You know, <laughs> do we have enough time to pull it all off? But we'll get there. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Hey, but it'll, shoot us it'll a DM and tell us what you guys are doing. Yes, we would love to know. Yeah. If you have any cool ideas or any songs that you're like, hey, have yeah. you heard this yet, man? Let's let's get those out and let's. Uh, sometimes the church sucks at helping each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, maybe we can help each other. Help a brother out. I heard this song. Help I, a know? brother out, man. Here's hey, the deal. Here's a cool like, idea. Mine isn't exactly in concrete yet, so you know if you could maybe do that on the sooner side, <laughs> you know, <laughs> help Tasty out. Come on, yeah. Tasty needs a hand. All right, y'all. Well, let's jump into uh, part one with our new friend, Lucia Parker. Lucia is a Latin American artist. You're going to love her. Um, yeah, you're going to love her. She's got a great heart for the Lord and just a really cool story. So I hope you enjoy part one with Lucia Parker. Well, the Worship Leader Problems podcast is very, very excited to have Lucia Parker with us. What's up, girl? Yay! I'm more excited than you guys. I am <laughs> such a fan. I can't believe this right now. Like my oh, cool man. factor just grew like so so much. My friends well, are like, it, no, it was already I... pretty high. It was already pretty high because <laughs> yeah. we're just literally two doings from Florida and Indiana. We so. are just a couple church dudes, man. And uh, you you're you're following like all the things that you're doing is it's amazing to watch how God is using you all over the world. Thank you. It's so exciting. Like, honestly, I never, I'm just a girl from El Salvador. It's the smallest country in the whole continent. It's like island size. And I I can't, you know, I could have never imagined how God would just take me to so many different countries. I'm so grateful. Like, I literally feel like I come from the smallest place and being able to even talk to you guys today, like, what? Indiana, Florida, I'm in Nashville. I, I don't even know how this happens, but it happens. And I'm so, so grateful. It's so cool. It is. And so, I mean, we met up with Lucia kind of like, Brian, explain it. Were you, were you watching a Instagram live or? Yeah, I, I, uh, I saw an Instagram live with her and Meredith and I just, uh, I, I could, it was a powerful time and I, they were praying for people and I thought, okay, we need to know more about her. And, and, uh, as I started to dig, I was like, what in the world? This girl is doing stuff all over the place with like all the biggest names in, uh, you know, biggest name pastors and big, you know, Israel Houghton and all these giants in the Christian music industry. And I was like, okay, well, this is, this is something we need to do. And we had not uh, been able to have. Uh, like a Spanish speaking guest on before. Right. And so I thought, let's, we got to do this, man. Yeah, nice. pero yo tengo que hablar en español. Vamanos! Yes! Vamanos! <laughs> <laughs> we were asking beforehand how you, because, you know, the big catchphrase is, you know, we got two of them. Come on, fam. And we've got, let's go. And so we, we learned that for let's go, just vamanos! Vamanos! <laughs> we're going to add that to the repertoire. That's right. I love it. It's a good hashtag. It. it was funny this morning. I was I was telling uh, Lucy before we got started. I was like, "All right, I woke up this morning, start doing my research because we got an interview today." And our first song that I I picked up on YouTube was our one of our boy Chris McClarney songs. So I was like, "Let's go! This is gonna be a good day." So, absolutely, man. Awesome. Straight fire. Right. I, let's do it. 
So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into our, what we call our Frank Five questions. Uh, I shared a little bit with you earlier of, of, of what that looks like. Um, and so just be as open as you're willing to be on some of the questions. Like I have shared, I haven't even shared this for a while, but like I have been known personally, like I shared when they interviewed me, like I have been known to watch When Calls the Heart by myself without my wife. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my thing. I used to like to watch that show and then they killed off my favorite character and now I don't watch it anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you just uh, be willing to be open and just kind of share, but it, it, this will be a cool time for all the listeners to really get a chance to get to know you and get to know your heart and your story. And so BT, you want to lead it off? Yeah, absolutely. So for the question number one is, um, can you tell us a little bit, like you said, you grew up in El Salvador. Can you talk to us about, uh, like what led you from there to do what you're doing now? Like, how did you get started in ministry? Did you, were you always a singer? All that. Tell us your story. Yeah. Well, I've been in church since I'm a little kid. My dad, a pastor. So, you know, PK grew up in church. Church over there is slightly different. You know, we don't have all the equipment and the lights. Like it was very, like being in the worship team was rough. It was like, a whole bunch of tambourines, everyone off pitch, no one singing in the, in the same key. Uh, maybe someone with an acoustic guitar. And then there's me, the little girl leading worship because I love to sing. So I've been singing my whole life. Mm. Um, obviously church was my outlet. Um, I sang, I went to Christian school. So there was like Every morning there was worship and devotional time, and I was the little girl leading worship. So I've been doing this for a long time. Wow. Obviously not professionally, just like I said, like in, in an environment where it's mostly like not cool <laughs> to do it, but I've always loved music. So since I'm very young, I knew that, that there was something more there than just me mm -hmm. liking to mm -hmm. sing. Like I would love to sing all the TV commercials, like anything that had music, I was on it, you know? So actually my parents, when they had to like, uh, when I, they had to correct me or I did something wrong, the punishment was no singing. Oh, like, wow. Yes. <laughs> Cause wow. I was constantly singing. It was annoying. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so from being a little singing machine, little girl singing everything with music. Um, I remember there was this, do you, do you guys remember when Jackie Velasquez, which is like a, you know, oh, yeah. to me it was like, Oh my God, I think she's Hispanic. And, and I could kind of like relate because you know, mm. Velasquez, the last name and, and her music was on the radio there. And it was my everything like, mm. Oh my God, I would sing her song. So I've been, I've been singing for a long time. And then around, my teenage years, I knew that I had to make a decision like, okay, I know that God wants to use me because everybody invites me to sing. Everyone wants me to, you know, lead worship and do it. Um, obviously, like growing up in church, like I saw my dad struggle financially and, and you know, whatever money he was able to make, it was to invest in the kingdom. And I didn't want that for my life. Like it, it felt like I don't want to be poor my whole life. Like I was like, I want to be something like I want to go to college and study and make money. I don't want to sell CDs in a table at the end of a, an event or maybe get like a love offering back in, back in the day when I was doing this, like 
my honorarium was sometimes like a shampoo bottle or like, or like an invite to go eat at the pastor's house after. So I didn't see like, as a teenager, I was like, okay, I want to do this. And I know that God is calling me, but I want more than just a shampoo bottle for, you know, I want to study and and have a career in something that makes money. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, that was a struggle when I like had to graduate high school and be like, do I obey the Lord and keep getting shampoo bottles or do I go and make, you know, a career and, and be wealthy and not have this ministry life that I saw my whole life growing up Mm -hmm. being so hard, you know, financially. Um, Obviously, like you guys know which path I took and and that's how I got started. Like it was a struggle because it wasn't glamorous. It wasn't, uh, you know, the rewards were just different. The type of reward, you know, the good, the good type of reward, but we're human. So I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, that was so filling. Like, like I was like, I want to be, you know, successful too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What what brought you to the States? Like when, when did that come into your, your journey? So I, I have to say there's, there's a someone in my story that has a lot to do with where I'm at today. I met this guy who heard me sing when I was 17. So I, I was just like, you know, having this conflict of what am I going to do with my life? Should I obey God's calling and keep singing and keep doing ministry? Or should I, you know, go to school and, be a doctor or something totally mm. different. Mm. And this guy just like introduced me to maybe the one producer that was, you know, doing something musically in El Salvador at the time, got me to sing at open concerts and do all these things. I fell in love with the guy. I married the guy and he, <laughs> <laughs> he's been, um, he's been managing me and encouraging me and believing in me from the time that I'm just this little 17 year old confused 17 year old. What was the question? <laughs> like how, when, when did you end up in the States? Got it. Uh, from so we get married, we keep doing ministry. We did everything under the sun that we could possibly do in the country. Like we sang at malls. We would, I would sing at TV shows, secular TV shows, radios, everything. Like we did everything. And then three years into our marriage, I was already getting invited to come to the States and sing a lot. So I was traveling, going back and forth. And one day he's the crazy guy. I'm like so conservative. I'm like, you know, I don't take risks. And one day he just quit his job. I got nominated to a Dove Award, which to me, I didn't even know what that was. And I remember him telling me, you just got nominated to a Dove Award. And I was like, what is a Dove? A a bird? (laughs) That's amazing. And he was like, it's in the United States. And And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, well, maybe God wants to take us there. I mean, who thinks that way? And then I was like, no, no, I have my whole life here. I have my family. Like, I love my country. I love my people. My whole family lives there. It's not like I had family here in the States and it made sense to come. But when that guy was like, that guy, my husband was like, yeah, I think God can also bless us there. We should go there. Mm. I was first, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) Actually, we're going to buy a house. So we're stuck here with a mortgage. We went ahead, bought the house, but you know what's crazy? We never furnished the house. Oh, wow. Because we knew 
no, but what if God wants to take us to the U.S.? So long story short, we just took two suitcases one day, came in one of those trips that I got invited and we're like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I know in my heart that we're meant to stay here. And we applied for a, you know, there's like a extraordinary ability visa, like if you're an artist or a mm-hmm. movie actor or whatever, yeah, there's this visa you can apply to. And I thought to myself, I'm never going to get it. So I'm just going to prove God that this is crazy. And I don't know why it's in the back of my head because of these dove awards, whatever. I'm just going to prove him that I won't get it approved. So I have to go back home. And, you know, it's been 10 years now. And (laughs) that's how we got here. Two suitcases. And just like at that time we were just a lot of doors were opening doors that I I would never even like, I I never knocked, you know, like I, I didn't even know what these awards were, were, or like any of this. So God is, has, you know, it's an interesting way, but I have to say my husband has a lot to do mm. because he's the visionary. He believes in the impossible. He has so much faith and I learned so much from him because mm. I'm more like, oh, I'm so <laughs> yeah. more scared of taking So risks. Okay. So you got nominated for a Dove Award. You've been nominated for Latin Grammys. Did you know what the Grammys were? Uh, yes, I okay, did. So you'd heard <laughs> of the Grammys. All yes. Right. Yes, because we would see watch them on TV, and gotcha. it's like a big thing. Did you, know? you so, go? Did you go straight to Nashville when you came to the states? No, the first place where we came was Atlanta, Georgia, right. and we were there for three years. Gotcha. Three years right. in Atlanta. Yeah, it was my first home in the states. It was awesome. Wow, very cool. So, were you already signed to a, a label like in America when you came over? I had I had distribution. Uh, with an American company. So that was really awesome because they helped me so much in yeah. to getting started. And, and it wasn't like a full-blown label deal, but it was yeah. my, the music that I was recording was being distributed here. So I did yeah. have some connections here wow, at the time. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. That is yeah. so cool. an adventure, man. That's a leap of faith. That's I've awesome. been an independent artist. Everybody thinks that I'm with a label and everybody... You know, they've always thought because I've done so many things with, like, I've done a lot of stuff with integrity music and like, I've, yeah, you know, collaborated with so many people, people are positive that I'm with a label, but it's always been my husband and I. That's so cool. So even to this day, you're still in, in, uh, independent? Till this day. Wow. Yes. That, okay. That's, that's super impressive. I mean, that's because. I've been part of a band that tried to make it and tried to stay independent because some of the people we were working with who were like legit Nashville guys were like, this is the time, this is the time to do it. Like try that is a grind. So like to have the endurance and like to see that God had a vision and that you were just going to go after that, that man, huge, huge vomitos. That's what I'm going to Let's go. That is awesome. Wow. Congratulations. Thank That's you. So cool. God That's has so been cool. so good. Uh, literally, like he's the only one that can take any credit because it's just been him. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. All right. <laughs> you guys ready for question number two? Oh no. I've, I've never actually asked this question before. Okay. And I feel like the, I feel like there is a good conversation that can be had out of this. Okay. So just okay. just go with me. You ready? And it's it's a little bit like I said, I'm I'm the rabbit trail guy. So here we go. <laughs> I'm scared, He's, Ryan. Help. Yeah, it should be. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Like legit. Is cereal just soup? Is cereal just soup? Yeah, like we eat are we basically when we eat cereal in the morning, are we just eating soup? Cold soup though. So like a gazpacho. Chunky. Chunky gazpacho. You know what's crazy that I don't fill my cereal with milk all the way to the top. I like to keep some stuff dry. So I do it differently. Nice. So I am actually the opposite. When I would eat cereal, I would go all the way to the top and I'd actually let it sit for a little bit, get it soggy. Ew, no. <sighs> no, because then it's, it's not cr- crunchy anymore. See, I don't, I, I, when I was a kid, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I'm oh, sharing no. oh, Did no. you guys ever eat like <laughs> cinnamon life cereal? Uh, I yeah. like the cereal. They, I they have a cinnamon. Yeah. So I let it and I would try to get as much as I possibly could because you could like when it got soggy, you could like use your tongue to press it up against the roof of your mouth and see how much I could get in there. That is bananas. Well, yeah, well, okay. Before so you get to I, know me, you'll know that's part for the course. That's that. It, that comes with comes with Uncle Jer. I I <laughs> I the, okay. I love crunchy cereal. Okay, but there was one cereal that I used to let soak a little bit. Okay, cocoa Which? pebbles. I oh. love cocoa pebbles oh. because then the milk gets super yes. chocolate. Yes, yes, yes. So we're my wife and I do like a modified keto, and so we haven't had cereal in our house in over two years. So last night we were at the <laughs> store, and I made the mistake of walking down the cereal aisle, and I looked at her because she's going to be gone this weekend, and she was like, <laughs> "Just get it, just get it." And I almost picked Cocoa Pebbles, but I didn't. I got something else. What did you pick? Um, Honey Bunches of Oats with Almonds. Oh, that's That's great. That's a crunchy one. Yeah, that's kind of an old man cereal, but it's good. Every once in a while, my wife will make me run to the store for her and bring her back Fruity Pebbles. That's her thing. Mm, There's a donut shop near our church that makes donuts with Fruity Pebbles on top. Okay, can we talk about this? Because you just said that. Yeah. Why is it that every worship leader green room only has donuts? We like, have no why? donuts. We have no donuts in our green room at our church. You don't? I, what I do try you guys not. Have? I try not. What do you okay. guys have? First off, I just we've never talked about this on the podcast. I have I have we recently but I have recently been to Brian's church. I have been in a lot of church green rooms. I have never seen anything. Like I like his green room is the most well stocked green room. I have like Whole seen. Foods green room, like organic. My Go snack ahead, game is berries, my, my snack, my snack game is strong. Well, because of the keto stuff, you know, so like lots of nuts, um, like cashews, almonds, some macadamia nuts. Uh, we have peanut butter, like just for a spoon, peanut butter. Um, Wow. Yeah, lots of water, stuff like that. So cuz I if it if it's, it is if it is around, I will Of course. dominate it. Like that I can't pass it up. I have a hard time. I have a hard I time. I would love to know from everyone listening, like please comment and tell us what you guys get in your green room cuz like yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll we'll put that out as we need yeah. to make a meme. Yeah, green room snacks and then just let it just go. What, so what do you have in here? So like in our green room, we've got we've got a fridge that's got obviously water and then there's always Diet Coke at, in our oh, in our yeah, fridge. That. That's lo- awesome. And then lots of, of cans of sparkling water. That's a big deal around here. And okay. then we've got a lot of like um, uh, granola bars, uh, little bags of like Cheez-Its and uh, 
like some cookies. Like we we, we mm. got a pretty good snack game. But what my the church I came from before the church I'm at right now, we actually we assembled a team of volunteers that were having a hard time finding a place to get in the church, but hospitality was huge, and they would bring a hot breakfast every single week. Like wow, breakfast enchiladas from scratch. Oh man. Oh man! Wow. Like, oh yeah, that that was a that was a strong idea by the worship pastor I, I worked with. I so. want to get invited to this. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I'll tell you, I I I did have the enchiladas, and they you were did. muy delicioso. <laughs> Vamonos. Vamonos. Well, if there's any church that you want, like I think um, my church is literally eight minutes from the ocean. So. No way. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, the, <laughs> Mine, mine is much further, much further from the ocean. <laughs> but you're very close to cornfields. Got a lot of corn. A lot of corn in Indiana. <laughs> a lot of corn. A lot of corn. That's a good. Okay, so we'll work on the meme for snack yes, stuff. Snacks. Okay. Okay, so question three. Now, you, you've you been all over the world, different countries, different languages. Have you ever been in a service where something happened and it you it you just cracked you up like it was the funniest thing that you've seen happen. Yes, in I feel a church like service. I I would never stop. I have. <laughs> I was gonna say, kind of, I'm just I'm wondering from the Brace I've, been, I've been some churches in Latin America, so <laughs> I'm just very excited to hear. Are you excited? Okay, this is one of the funniest ones. It was actually my church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's super common over there some places, right? Because most churches in Latin America are very Pentecostal. Mm. Like, like we don't have a lot of different denominations, to be honest. It's either you're Pentecostal or you're a Catholic. Oh. That's the wow. bottom line. Wow. <laughs> like, we don't have, like, a lot. Well, there's some Baptist churches, but there's just not, like, like, here there's way more. Like, mm-hmm. here there's, I see, I don't even know how, I, like, there's so many more. Over there, it's like, you're Pentecostal or you're not. Gotcha. So it is very common for people during the random moments in the service to just start prophesying. Okay. So there's like, they'll just start speaking a little louder than the rest and they'll just start. <laughs> this is too funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was in one of these services, right? And this, you know, this lady always does it. We already know she's the prophet and she just, <laughs> She she would just start something that means here I am, here I am. So every prophecy will start, eaki, eaki, eaki. Like she'll say eaki means like something like I'm gonna say like here I am, but it's not exactly that, but just just envision someone <laughs> yelling, Here I am, here I am, here I am, says the Lord, right? And she yeah. starts giving the prophecy, Here I am, here I am, here I am, says the Lord, I'm gonna prosper you says the Lord, yada, yada, yada. And she gives this whole prophecy. And then she's kind of like done, right? And then she goes, Aki, Aki, one more thing. Merry Christmas, says the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) When she proceeded to say like one last thing, Merry Christmas, says the Lord. Oh my gosh. Like I could not, like the Lord saying Merry Christmas. That was hilarious to me. Oh my like, gosh. That was one of the funniest. <laughs> or there was this same lady in one of those moments. She was like, she was like giving a prophecy and she was like, 
Eaki, Eaki, says the Lord. You know, like Moses, something, something, something. No, 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 no. It was not Moses, says the Lord. It was Abraham. (laughs) The Lord forgot me. The Lord makes them up. Those were always like a highlight of my life in ministry. The the, the random prophecies. So like, how, how would you go about like, staying in the moment when that's happening i don't like stay if you're in the up moment. there i can't i can't stay in the moment <laughs> Do you just like back up and just go okay i Wait, guess you're up i have a funnier one and this is recent oh, this is recent this is during easter service oh my gosh no but i can't say names you guys know these people hold on okay <laughs> <laughs> i was at this church service i'm not going to mention the name okay I was very close to the front row. Preacher is preaching. All of a sudden it gets, you know, there's like loud moments and quiet moments. And one of these quiet moments, the person in the row in front of me just, how do I even say this? Just, you just hear the preacher stops and this person goes, (laughs) right? Like a huge, like... And the person gets so nervous that just looks back like where we're at. And, goes, and the person goes, excuse me? <laughs> Making it seem like it came from my row. And I was like, excuse you? It was you. We all know it was you. We lost it. Starting oh just God. like laughing and laughing. And then the whole church started laughing. It was like a, like a massive laughter. And I oh. kind of started it because I was like, what do you mean? Excuse me. It was you. Like true, <laughs> true or false. It was our boy, Chris McClarney. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a thing. Oh my Lord. People do hilarious. this at church. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> so that was funny. I, excuse me. And I'm like, what do you mean? Excuse me. It was you. The we worst. all heard it. The worst is when you're like in a meeting with like an older congregant and they do something and it's a little easier to let those things fly. And like, I, I think I've told on here, like I was in a meeting with our former, my, the uh, first worship pastor I ever worked with. And uh, we had this older lady, her name was Sarge because she was like <laughs> in like the fifties, she served in the military. And, and so uh, she went to reach to get something out of her purse and, and just tooted the whole way down and the whole way back up. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I start staring at the worship pastor. He won't make eye contact with me, and he's staring at her. But Sarge just, either she knew and didn't care, or she had no clue, and then she leaves. We lost it. He goes, why would you look at me? He was like, if I would have made eye contact with you, I would have lost it. So, Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's fantastic. All right. Here's question number four. Okay. So let's say Lucia gets arrested. Okay. Okay. The police call your husband and all they say is your wife has been arrested. Get down to the station and they hang up. What would be uh, what your husband would think? Why? If he has no context whatsoever, why would he think you got arrested? Oh, my God. Um, He would be so confused. Um, I'm trying to think. What would he think? No, he'd for sure. No, it's a mistake. Like he would be, he would so, be like, he wouldn't believe it. So he's got your back and just like, no way. This is 100%. Injustice. 
One hundred percent. Well done, Mr. Parker. Well done. One hundred percent. I believe the word to use for her is a spitfire. She is, you man. Agree with that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I just she she has this like kind of glimmer in her eye. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Girl is on fire and she can sing, man. Oh, yeah. uh, I would encourage you, as you know, anyone can stream. That's right. But you know, go buy go buy some Lucia Parker music. Download yeah. it. Yeah. Buy it. I mean, download it legally. Pay for it. And here, yeah. And here's the thing too. Like Lucia's not like signed or anything. You know what I mean? Like exactly. she's she's an independent artist. So this is how she makes her living is helping provide people like us with music for the church. So let's go out there and let's be supporters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, Brian, I feel like I feel like we can mic drop this episode. This is a good one. I think it is. I think it I think it's gonna be good. So we hope it means as much to you as it means to us, the listeners of the Worship Leader Problems Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you could stop right now, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate that. And leave us a review. All of those things help us to uh, get the analytics working mm-hmm. and the algorithms going so that we can be more, a little more visible uh, to people who are looking for a podcast about worship leading or what's going on in tech Same ministry. Way. And so we are thankful to the over. 350 of you now that have, have liked and reviewed. And so um, we're just really, really thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And guys so, are awesome. Until, until next time, see ya. Deuces. Deuces.